Hello, 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 and welcome to Workouts for Older Men Live. I am Skip LaCour. So glad you are joining me when you come on. Say hello, hello, hello. That's our Workouts for Older Men Live greeting. Hey, tell me where you're watching me from. If you have any questions, post those in the comment section or just say hello. Uh, maybe your question, I can answer it live here with you uh, joining me, or maybe your question will be the subject of the next Workouts for Older Men Live. All right. Hey, in this video, I want to talk about uh, the fact that you can eat too much healthy food and get fat or uh, eating too much healthy food can prevent you uh, from losing the body fat that you want, even if it's healthy food. I want to talk about that. I also want to kind of dig into the psychology. It seems to be a hotbed subject of controversy i'm not quite sure why maybe you can help me uh figure that out all right uh been doing this for a long time helping a lot of people i, I you know I, the extreme way of looking at it as a six-time national champion drug-free bodybuilder i understand uh, the science involved i understand the practicality i understand uh searching uh for the optimum strategies right so uh, going for that knowledge uh, uh sharing that knowledge throughout the years, uh, but I want to talk about that. Hello, Jason. Great to have you here, Dra Jason, uh, on Facebook, and uh, John from Facebook, from, at, from Dallas. Great to have you here. So if you're watching me on uh, TikTok, you're watching me on Instagram, or uh, you're watching this live on Facebook or YouTube, you would have to see this from, a, I guess it was yesterday, uh, I posted uh, just a line over on my Facebook page. Uh, make sure you're on all of my social media platforms and make sure you go to my website, skiplacore.com often, right? And I just posted that you can eat too much healthy food and get fat, all right? So let me tell you, uh, from me helping out uh, so many men just like you, uh, doing this journey for 33 years, and my own personal experience, you know what I mean by that. Sometimes words can be interpreted many different ways. And I think, again, I can't climb in anybody's mind and try to guess how they're interpreting it or which words they're emphasizing or whatever is confusing them. But let me tell you what my intent when I say that is. All right. I remember when I first started training and, you know, 27 years old, you just eat, eat, eat back in those days, right? Because you want to, get bigger. And if you train real hard, you're, you're new, uh, to, uh, weight training, you're, you're going to gain some size. A lot of it may be fat, but you're going to gain some size. And when you're kind of getting into that's, that's a big deal. Hopefully by this age, right in your fifties or so, um, you're not seeing that way, all that weight, all that extra weight, all that fat, uh, we should probably leave that behind. Um, the whole bulking cutting thing, not, not a really a great strategy uh, for the lifestyle that you have to live to be healthy and fit when you're older. But so we would eat a lot. I would eat a lot, right? And I was okay with being a little bit bulky because I wanted to be big when I first started on this uh, journey. Well, one thing that when the first time I wanted is to start getting lean and uh, get abs, right? Well, on the first part of your journey, you know, especially back in those days, you know, there wasn't if it fits your macros with a lot of, uh, you know, variety in foods. You know, if you decided on the bodybuilding lifestyle, you know, you pretty much, you know, kind of uh, 
accepted the fact, which is you don't have to, but that you're going to eat chicken breast, broccoli, rice, maybe even brown rice, right? Uh, you're going to have to prepare all your meals. So, you know, you're used to a very small selection of healthy foods, right? The challenge is when a lot of guys stayed bigger, like even if they look okay, they're like 22% or higher body fat, and they wanted to get leaner. They, they wanted what it would feel like to have abs. They were in the mode of, well, this food is good for me, right? It, it's chicken, it's rice, it's broccoli, all right? And they would just, they would trick themselves into believing, well, I can kind of eat a lot, right? I can still eat a lot and still get lean because this is healthy food, quote unquote, healthy food. Now, so many people have different, you know, versions of what healthy food is. I talk to men all the time. Some men are in the chicken uh, broccoli and rice mode, and that's clean, healthy food. You know, some men, they believe mom's home cooking, <laughs> you know, their wife's home cooking, or, or even a, a, a burrito at Jack in the Box or, a, you know, a bowl, a salad bowl or whatever it is um, from a fast food with all that, that that would be considered. Some men uh, consider a sub sandwich from Subway clean food. So when you talk about healthy food, uh, to a lot of people, that's not even black and white. But the point is, whatever you consider healthy, if you consume too many calories, all right, if you're in, if that puts you in a surplus, because you know eating is an emotional thing. If you're under stress, if you're not counting your calories, what feels right, you may be overeating. It doesn't matter what food you're eating, right? If your body's burning, I don't know, three thousand calories, and you're eating four thousand calories, even if it's healthy food. Um, you know, you're not going to get as lean as you want as fast, if not gain weight. But a lot of times, if you're eating to, just to your maintenance level, whatever it is, uh, you're not going to get lean. You got to be in a calorie deficit. I, I know you've heard all those things, but you don't know because you're not tracking your calories. And you, what all I do is eat. I hear this all the time, man. I, I very rarely go off my diet. I eat, you know, the chicken, broccoli, and sometimes I have a little pasta or whatever. So, uh, they're lulled into believing because it's healthy food that you don't have to count your calories, uh, that you can eat more of it. They don't even know what more or less is because they they heard, ah, oh, don't track your calories. You know, you hear things like that, right? That's all I mean by I do the same thing. You know, even to this day, I, I remember one time I was competing for a contest. Now, I was weeks away and I never used to cheat on my diet. But I remember the stress of the diet and whatever it was, and it was maybe farther away. I was in a weak moment. I remember just getting that rice cooker, and I had probably ate whatever I was supposed to eat of rice. I ate five times that amount. I know when you're stressed, it's an emotional thing. You want that nourishment. You want your brain waves changed by those carbs. You're lying to yourself. We are not rational as much as we think. And in that moment, you're lying to yourself, oh, this is going to hurt me. Or you tell ourselves, oh, the body can only process so much or you can only get so much fat. And you're eating all those calories and you just lie to yourself. And there's times even at this stage where, you know, need some relief and I have my favorite cashew nuts, right? Oh, these are good, good fats, right? Before you know, eating the whole can, we'll have 2000 calories. Because in that moment, you're lying to yourself. We're not as rational. We, I mean, we rationalize that. And that's just a mindset that's very common. And you just got to know, even if you eat too much and you got to know what too much is, too little, you got to know, you know, you got to learn how much your body can handle. 
even if it's healthy food, whatever that means to you. If you eat too much, you can gain weight and you're certainly not going to get as lean as you want. You're going to stay 23% body fat looking better than most. And you have no idea. And you're going to say, hey, all I do is eat clean food, good food. I, I never eat junk food. I never eat at McDonald's or whatever. So, you know, that I think that's my intent and it's very common. Now, I know that some people get in the science and they talk about, well, what about these foods and how it's processed? You know, people process foods differently. Different foods are processed differently. They have more of an impact than others. But if it works, then it's not too much, all right? I'm not saying every food is equal or those type of things, all right, and how it's processed, right? So, you know, I, th I think most people kind of get that. I think when someone, like, is really into the science, uh, they might they might misinterpret what I'm saying, you know, and, and those type of things. I, I don't know. You would have to help me out why for some people that's a confusing concept. But how I described it, it is that simple. I don't think anybody can uh, disagree with that, right? I think I think on the internet, the um, controversy is the whole uh, calories in, calories out. You know, they don't, it's not that simple. They want to make it more complex. Maybe it's not that simple, but it kind of averages out for most people that's not what the case is. and i'm not talking about diabetics and carbs or those type of things so i don't know if that's that's helpful you know to most people they kind of accept that fact for some that it's a real challenge right everett on uh youtube don't know if you have covered this but i like your opinion on supplements for training thanks in advance yeah the, you know ever just to let you know if you watch enough of my videos i'd probably have covered everything probably dozens and dozens of times because i do so many live videos and i want to answer the questions you know listen i'm a big i'm a big uh advocate i push the basics that work that really produce muscle right and that's understanding training is consistent with training i know a lot of people think they train hard but a lot of people don't understand the concept of overload they get a routine they kind of knock it out they you may not have felt to really test themselves. That's how you initiate the muscle building process through weight training. Okay, overload, understanding that concept and how it works. Now, if you just kind of work hard and you don't have a firm grasp on that, you're still going to make gains. Training, okay, uh, nutrition, right, to, uh, you know, getting the protein that you need, the food that you need to support your weight training, the repair and recovery and the growth, uh, your expectations of when, uh, you should expect those gains, how much, how soon is really important uh, to the process. All right. And then also understanding that, and I kind of mentioned before, just because you have size does not mean that's muscle. So when you want to get leaner and you think you're losing size, was that muscle? All those things are far more important than any supplements that you can take. And so I always want to uh, reiterate and emphasize the basics before we talk about supplements. All right, protein, whether it's casein, whey, a combination, uh, whatever it may be, egg protein, all right? Uh, you need protein, uh, but you can really get that from your food. But if you want to get it more conveniently, maybe with fewer calories, protein supplement, that's good for training. Uh, creatine monohydrate. Now, it volumizes the muscle, can create more strength, uh, more good feeling and size. You know, there, that's good uh, for training. Uh, Pre-workouts, right? And all the things that they promise, um, it's really the caffeine that gets you alert, the caffeine that you can get from coffee for training. All right. Um, you know, the, the list 
of what's effective, uh, it really tapers off from there. You know, the thing about with supplements, right, is that when you do the basics, they're needed. You don't need them. Okay. Um, it's an insurance if you want to spend that money. I think the challenge is, is with supplements, you know, you got to just say a, a really a passionate, um, you know, supplement company with integrity. They're saying, hey, the studies show this, this, and this, this ingredient in our supplements. We have the finest supplements. We got great packaging and uh, great labs and cleanliness and dosages and all those type of things. And so they're giving you a great product, 10 out of 10. All right. They're saying what they did, what their product, and let's just say they're with 100% integrity. I think uh, the challenge is, is someone who's rather new or really wants this badly, who is the consumer. They're hearing all those great things and they're just imagining it's going to make this much of an impact, like 15 out of 10, right? And it's just not going to make that much of an impact, even when the supplement delivers everything that it promised. The impact of that on muscle growth and training is probably far, far less than what most men think. All right. So, you know, the supplement companies are giving you their, they're honest on the, 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 the science behind it, what the studies show, the dosages, the cleanliness, the integrity, the pricing, the labeling. They're putting out just say a great product. Just I'll just give them that benefit of the doubt. But so they're you know talking about their product, they're speaking about it highly, and let's just say they're 100% accurate. It's the interpretation. Oh, I'm going to gain five pounds of muscle if I have this supplement, or oh man. I can't go without this supplement. That's why I haven't built building muscle. And so it's that interpretation that is the challenge, right? Not necessarily that someone's lying. That's why, you know, again, I'm going to give benefit doubt. You got to know the basics before even thinking about supplements. I hope that's helpful. Hello, Soraya. Hello, Ray. Hello, Kyle. Pete. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, George from Scotland. Great to have you here. Hi, Josh. Hello, hello, hello. My brother Ron is watching. Hello, Ron. Hello, hello, hello. And Everett. All right. John. Okay, Ricky. I hope that's helpful. All right. Let me know. Let me know in the comment section also. Uh, if any, any follow-up questions, go ahead and post those down below. Any questions about any other topic, go ahead and post those in the comment section. If you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, you want me to take you step by step by step. I know these uh, you guys are appreciating uh, the videos and the information. If you want to go on a journey with me, personally with me, I don't farm it out to any coaches that I have. Like I'm the guy talking about getting excited about getting in shape when you're older, right? And then you call in for coaching, then, you know, you get it with, you know, somebody I trained or something like that. No, you're dealing with me and that's where the accountability comes in, right? So you can learn all this stuff. You can get excited about all this, but sometimes we need to do what we know and accountability in addition to all the distinctions uh clearing up your confusion over well that's what makes one-on-one -on -one co coaching so powerful uh that's what makes one-on-one -on -one coaching the thing when you do it for long enough you'll have this for the rest of your life so you know we don't have we got more time behind us than in front of us we can't take the next five years to figure this out when we can understand all the concepts in 12 weeks or less so reach out to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching all right, so that's going to do it for this Workouts for Old Men Live. Let's take on the day with a sense of urgency. We have to when we're a little bit older. We've got more time behind us than in front of us. Have a great day.